Hey everybody, before we kick off today's episode, Antonio T. Smith Jr. here, and I just want to tell all of you that if you're an avid learner of self-growth, if you want to change the quality of your life, I'm on my major events, WonderCon 2024, it's almost here. The dates are March 17th through March 22nd, that is 2024, and you can go to the website inside the show links to get to all the information there. It's in Houston, Texas. There's also a bunch of opportunity for online tickets as well. So you can watch the event live. Plus, you get the opportunity to keep the video for life as well. With an array of expert speakers, including myself, interactive workshops and a plethora of experiences, it promises to be a transformational event that you've never seen before. Please know in person, there are limited spaces available and get all the details to secure a spot on the show notes. Antonio T. Smith Jr., you can plant better, you can dominate. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to tonight's Integrity Leadership Call. Glad to have everyone on. Some housekeeping rules, as always. If you are in a position to, please turn on your camera so that we can see your lovely, smiling faces, feel each other's energy. And as always, anytime you have a question or a thought, if your camera's on, you just wave your hand. We will acknowledge you that way. If your camera is not on, no worries. You can click on participants. From there, you'll see a small blue hand that says raise hand. You can click on that, and we will acknowledge you that way. And you're always free and welcome to type your comments and questions in the chat. Now, without further ado, let me get out of the way of the great, of greatness here. We have the CEO of the DeMarie Group, the COO of the ATSJR Companies, my business partner who has some fly braids, she's rocking, right? And then we have Mr. KSBM himself, come see about me, okay? The six foot seven gentleman with the dreads, the gentleman who will go to war for you, my big brother. We have Miss Deanna DeMarie Mitchell and Mr. Reverend Reginald Paul. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, so much for joining us this evening. We, today we start So Happy and Grateful Chapters 1 through 3. So before I get started, Reverend Reginald Paul, what would you, is there anything that you would like to say this evening before we get started? Because I'm excited. Not, not off top. Not off top. All right. So with that being said, I'm just going to jump right on in. So Happy and Grateful was written by our wonderful CEO and leader, Mr. Antonio T. Smith, Jr. It's the universal laws of happiness and you. So in my readings, the moment I started reading, I just go, because I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start off with the first thing I highlighted. People have been taught to fear happiness. When you hear that, what do you, what do you think when you hear that? I know what came to mind when I read it, but what do, you, what do you think when you hear people have been taught to fear happiness? And the floor is open. Ask that question again. 
When you hear people have been taught to fear happiness, what are your thoughts on that? If you've been taught to fear happiness, that to me it says, hey, I want you to stay where I am. Because if you get happy, that means you're going to rise above where I am. And I can't handle that. So, yes, fear happiness. That's what, that's what came to my head. All right. <laughs> you can't you can't you can't be too happy. You can't rise above where I'm at. Whew. So I'm gonna put for those of you who are just joining us, we are in So Happy and Grateful, the Universal Laws of Happiness in You by Mr. Antonio T. Smith Jr. And we're just going to if you have if you have not received your copy, if you have not had a chance to read, it's okay. What we're gonna do is just we're gonna call out some some things that stood out to us in the book and, and we're just gonna discuss it. And the first thing that came to, the first thing when I was reading that came to my attention was, Antonio wrote, people have been taught to fear happiness. And I wanted to know, what are your thoughts on this? It's Corey, I'll go. Um, yes, sir, go ahead. Yeah, one of the thoughts for me was um, growing up, I hear a lot of people saying, oh, you know, you don't want to, when, when things really are starting to go good for you and you feel really good, you don't want to really celebrate it too much. It's one of those things where it's just like, oh, you know, you don't want to, when things are going too good, it means that something bad is about to happen. <laughs> and it's almost like your happiness had like some level of time limit and, or some type of bigger matter is about to take it away. <laughs> and um, I think I've just been always taught to not be too happy or not mm. to even seek happiness. Cause it's just like, if you get too happy, then other people would try to take that happiness away from you. Or, you know, you know, if you get too happy, then something it's somehow it's going to get taken away. So, um, but I've, what I've learned was like, no one else can take away your happiness, but yourself. But, you know, we'll get to that. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Grace, and thank you, Corey, so much for sharing. Who else would like to share their thoughts on that on that particular quote from the book? And the floor is open. Please feel free. I'll go. Go um, ahead. Um, people are taught to fear happiness. The yeah. first thing that comes to my mind when I hear that is, um, you know, um, fear and anger. I know anger has been said that anger is a secondary emotion. And I'm gonna I'm gonna put fear in there too as being a secondary emotion, because if you notice a little child when they're young and they start walking and they learn to feel, you know, feel like they start walking and they feel it and they get confident, and they don't have any fear, you know. These you know children are one of the most truthful people. They'll tell you the truth. Close. So, um, but it's not until you know you you you. You start to, a child starts to get censored and tell them, don't do that, don't go that way, don't do that. And then fear, then they're, um, they become to get, um, uh, they're, they're thwarted in, 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 in what they're doing. You know, they become, because of, and that's a talk. So that becomes a learned behavior because they were not, they weren't, weren't fearful at one point, but they became fearful because it was taught in a learned behavior. So I think that's, this, that's what comes to my mind. And then uh, on top of what, um, what else everyone else had mentioned about the company 
that you keep. The company that you keep that says, well, if don't want to see you get ahead or maybe you're not going to go further than I am or, you know, um, and that's also learned behavior, but it starts somewhere and usually starts as a start as, as, as a child when someone, you know, when you're being hindered by um, fears or fears that the adults have and other fears. So um, it just brings me to the point and to the thought that everything sometimes have to be untaught and everything you have to relearn everything and re you know re rethink it and be very conscious of what my thoughts are and what those thoughts are you know if fear arises what am i thinking so to make sure that you know it's not that it's gonna not gonna happen but it's what do i do with it when it does arise so that's what i have that's what i have that's what comes to mind when i when i hear about being taught to be fearful Thank you, Maurice. Thank you so much for speaking up. Thank you, Grace, Corey, and Maurice for sharing with us this evening. Before we move on to the next person, Reverend Reginald Paul, is there anything you would like to say about that particular quote from the book? No, I just want us to keep tracking. I, I, when we'll get there, I will definitely sprinkle some magic. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Hold on. One of the things that came to mind when it, it's something that Maurice said that, tri that triggered the thought, you know, kids are fearless. Kids literally fear nothing. My son has been jumping up on his beanbag chair this entire time. And every time I look at him, I'm like, this dude is going to fall. But I understand he's fearless. So I, don't, so I don't say anything. I let him jump and I watch him. And he fell. He fell a few times. <laughs> and I sat back and, I, and instead of me jumping up like, oh my goodness, I just kind of sat back. Because in his jumping on the beanbag chair, he's happy. So if I tell him, don't do that, don't do that, I'm, gonna, I'm going to have him fearing his happiness. He's going to fear jumping up and down on the beanbag chair. It's just a beanbag chair. He could fall. He he has fallen. He hit his leg. Started he scraped his knee. Started crying. I'm like, it's okay. You're all right. And he went right back to jumping on it. We teach we teach our children how to fear happiness. Prime example: when kids are babies and they're they're yelling and screaming and we don't understand what they're doing, they could be singing. That could be their way of singing. And it makes them happy. And we turn around and say, be quiet. We make them fear their happiness. Antonio has told us a story on several occasions about a young, a, a, a baby in the church. And the baby used to beat on the back of the pew. Her mom used to shush her and pop her hands and tell her to stop. And the choir director told her, let me take her because you may be, you may be blocking a gift. And long story short, this young, this young, this, this little girl grew up to be an amazing musician. Degree, a degree, uh, please forgive me, degree musician. World, uh, I believe she's world renowned, plays several different types of instruments. But if her mother would have continued 
she would have never reached her highest level of happiness because a mother would have put the fear of her expressing her happiness as a as a child until she is shown a different structure so we literally start off with our children at a young age teaching them to fear happiness and then as we get older have have any of you ever heard have any of you ever went to somebody and celebrated man i just got a new car that's good i wouldn't have got that car but you know that's good that's good or man i just got this promotion at work girl i'm so happy you got that promotion you know but you know what you gotta watch it you gotta watch out now because you know now you managing your friends and you know they're gonna try to get over on you so instead of celebrating your happiness with you there's always someone who has something to say negative about it. So you begin to fear the happiness. You begin to, because you can't celebrate it. So we are actually taught to fear happiness, starting from a child and as we get older. Go ahead, Reverend Reggie. I see you on GD Mike. Go ahead. Floor is yours. Uh, I got a lot of stuff on this piece of paper of mine, but. I'll never get to get to all of it. Even even when I teach on Fridays and Saturdays, I'll never get to get to all of it. There's some of that stuff just, it sticks out to me. Just like when I be in a grocery store, you know, sugar cookies just sticks out to me. And I try to walk by them and they call me. Uh, even my sister know when I walk down, hey, I want to tell everybody, uh, I had this thing for plug-ins, okay? Those make me really happy. Uh, my sister Grace know that those plug-ins really make me happy because Every time I go to the store and I go every other day, I buy plugins. I don't, I just, every plug is filled with a plug-in in my house. I just like the smell of it. It makes me really happy, period. Uh, and I said all that to say this. Uh, I want to piggyback off what you were saying as far as, you know, the, the, the people who, uh, I call them happiness leeches, leeches, you know. They want to suck the happiness clean from you you know what i'm saying and uh actually that's that's in, in the book uh many friendships have been ruined because people try to tell others how they should be happy and what happiness looks like for them and i put you know those those were the author's words my words was don't knock somebody else's happy you know if if somebody gave you five dollars that five like all right i'm gonna use my dad my man seriously I can give my dad $3 and he jump up out the bed like I didn't just gave him $3.3 million. He didn't sign the NFL contract with that $3. Then he'll tell me, thanks, son. I really needed that. I really, and I'm looking at him like, dad, that was $3. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I wish I can give you 10. How would you act if I give you $10 versus the $3? But just to see the the whole expression of happiness on his face, that was contagious. I'm happy. I'm happy that I gave him three. I'm I'm happy that I had three dollars to give, and I'm happy to see that he's happy. But you got other people that just take the whole happiness from you. So while we're on this topic, somebody tell me a time. Give me an experience where somebody just took 100% happiness from you. Take a little bit to think. I'm talking about you was at the, and, and you know what? Before we even get to that question, just think about it. It's going to happen. It's supposed to happen. Like, seriously, it's supposed to happen. Think about it. 
you woke up and you told the universe and your chakra, not chakra, you told the universe, hey, I'm happy today and I'm going to have a good day. Because hey, that's how the voice sounds too. When you be like, I'm happy today. I'm going to have a good day today. I'm not going to let anything bother me. Everything is going to be okay. I'm going to bring in happiness. I'm going to breathe in and breathe out. Happiness. And soon as you finish, I'm talking about soon as the breath of happiness comes, you get a phone call, you get a knock on the door. Here they come to suck all. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, Place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. All the happiness you just been put into your soul. Please, I want to hear from somebody. And when you tell me, I want you to tell us, how did you get your happiness back? The floor is open. I'm so sorry. I do have to share this because what I've realized is, is more than just people. You could have a bad dream and wake up with no happiness. That actually happened to me. I was telling Antonio about it. Because in my dream, That was a bad was dream. I, that I was, was a very to... unhappy dream. Did you bleach ready... yourself? Huh? Did the what? It, Did I, you pinch yourself? You had to pinch yourself first. I woke up. I woke. I, I woke up. That's what happened. But yeah. okay. So y'all know me. Was you, you sweating? Know, you were sweating. I wasn't sweating. No. Okay. That's the thing. I wasn't sweating. I was fighting. Oh. <laughs> I was. I like, was straight. You was fighting in the dream. Hundred. Yes. I went from zero oh. to one hundred like that. Oh, all right, all right. And okay. I remember it because I saw something in the distance and I instantly was like, man, hold on. <laughs> you know, I was mm. ready to run. Anger in your sleep. Huh? Okay. All man. Right. Angry sleep. I promise you, I have not experienced that type. I have I was ready in in my dreams, my fist were balled up and I was ready Ooh. to fight. Who took your happiness, D? Who who took it from you? 
Who was it you was fighting? <laughs> we want to know. We want to know. Who were you was, fighting? It was somebody in my household. Somebody in my household <laughs> got attacked. You, and been I around was going to retaliate. Oh. Somebody yeah. in my household got attacked. And I was ready to retaliate. I walked straight. I was like, man, look, we're not going to have this. What's wrong with you? I, this is all in my dream. This is how vivid this dream was. So you can imagine. And I woke up on fire, ready to go off, ready to fight, all of that. How did I get my happiness back? I'm not going to do this today. Universe, I desire to have a happy day. And I put on something to help me bring, to help come back to alignment. I listened to Abraham Hicks and she spoke me back to calmness. <laughs> Cause I, I, I woke up and I laid there in my bed for a moment, heated, ready to fight, ready to roll. I have all these scenarios flowing through my head cause I'm ready to fight now. I woke up ready to fight and I don't fight, but I woke up ready to fight and I had to, I had to literally have a conversation in my head. Deanna, if you carry this vibration with you for the rest of the day, you are going to have a horrible day. That is not what we desire. Mm. So what you're going to do is calm your nerves, put on some Abraham Hicks, listen to something that is going to soothe your source so you can calm down. Because you already know if you get out of this bed in this vibration, all you're going to attract today are things that are going to make you angry, frustrate you, run you hot, and have you ready to fight. And we're not doing that today. We're having a good day today. So check yourself, put on something, and calm your nerves. And that's exactly what I did. I literally had to have a conversation with myself to tell myself, if you stay here, this is what you're going to attract all day. So it's not just people that can pull your happiness or pull you out of vibration or alignment. Your own, your own thoughts, your own consciousness can do it to you in your sleep. Your dreams. All my life I had to fight. I just want to say that. I'm sorry. I just had to say that. I had to. It just matched the whole situation. All my life, I had to fight in my sleep. <laughs> yes. Anybody else have one of those? Uh, it, it, like, like she said, it doesn't have to be a person. It could be a dog. Could be, I seen a dog. I seen a dog, Miss Carol, jump clean on that lap. Did that dog ever made you mad? You ever had to clean up after the dog after you done trained it for 20 years and it's just said, you know what? Today is the day I give it to the carpet. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> innocent. So innocent. Yes. Sierra yeah. has her hand up, and then yeah. Mr. Phil, his, his microphone. Yeah, Y'all be having me weak on these calls. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but um, mine was um, when I bought my house in 2018, and um, like. I've come from, I was on welfare before I did public housing, section eight. Like I got the whole, the whole statistical single mom, you know, she persevered with her kids type thing. 
And um, I was telling my son's dad that I, I had bought a house and I was going to surprise the kids. So I had moved in a little bit earlier. And come to find out the whole time I'm setting the whole thing up, he already had told the kids. So it was like when I found out that they was playing me while I'm trying to play a surprise, like that just took everything. Like I worked so hard for how I presented everything to him. And it kind of put me in that state where like, why would you do that? And I had to really like take a step back and still keep the main thing the main thing because it was just a it was just an act of hating. Um, instead of feeding into it, I had to regroup and just just keep it moving. Wow, I can definitely see <laughs> the happiness was, gone in that situation. Yes, man, that would run me hot. <laughs> so yeah, all right, Mr. Phil. First of all, I was on a call that ran a little long, so I'm coming in late, but I wanted to be here. So what's Thank what's you. the question, I guess, that I wanted to ask? Uh, have you had a, have you uh, had a, we have what you call a, a happiness leeches. They uh, like to take all the happiness out of you. You know, when you wake up in the morning and you give yourself that happiness speech, I'm going to have a great day today. Today is going to be wonderful. Today is awesome, you know, that type of thing. And as soon as you finish, you took in your deep breath. You get the phone call, you get the knock, you get the text message. Something is going to try to take away that happiness from you. And I just wanted to know of different circumstances from everybody here. Uh, how did you deal with that after it took your happiness? Because it took your happiness. And how did you get it back? Well, uh... It's interesting, again, for those of you who know my history, I seem to have instances every four to six years growing up that challenged my happiness. I was two years old, and we know that two years old are pretty well aware of their surroundings. My adopted sister, who they described as being angelic, died. She was five, I was two. And then four years later, my dad died three days after Christmas. You know, and then I had three Italian women say, Philip, you're the man of the house at six. I go, oh, no pressure there. I'm ADDN dyslexic. So all I had to take reading in summer school all through grade school. So I had constantly had things kneeling at me. But for some reason, I learned that I could choose to react it in one way or react it in another way. And that's where I developed this style of having fun, power of praise power of forgiveness, power of gratitude. I literally had to develop it to survive as I was growing up. So I would say it's a two-edged sword, Reginald, that you know, one side of me, I, it's been a constant challenge. The other side of me, because of that, I've had to overcome it and I've developed a reaction and a, and a, and a skill that has taken me now uh, you know, to where I am in life and now I'm helping other people do that. So. Uh, so it's been a two-edged sword. I, I, I like that. I like the the the, the humor. You know, the, the humor is really what with me. That's how that's how I keep you know the happiness from from being taken away from me. That's why I always find yeah. myself trying to be in comedy all the time. Because well, I'm just, the interesting thing is. We define humor as your seventh sense. Your sixth sense is your intuition. I see dead people as just a movie. 
So our message is to have a loving humor. So we say your sense of humor is the combination. It's the distillation. It's a result of all the information that you process through your other six senses. So we define your sense of humor as your attitude. So do you have a loving humor or do you have a hateful humor? Do you have an encouraging humor? Do you have a discouraging humor? Do you have a forgiving humor or do you have a revengeful humor? You have the power to choose the humor you bring to the world. So what we really teach is the challenge, the power, and if you want it to be the fun of free will. Are we supposed to be going to the happiness and grateful book today or is that another class? Yes, sir. Yes, no, sir. We're, we're, we're here today. Yeah, and that's what the first three chapters, that's what they were all about. Yes, they were. Yes, they were. I'm really glad I was able to make this call. I'm sorry I was late, but uh, better late than, you know, it's interesting about late. There's two meetings at the church. There's the meeting upstairs of all the churchgoers. And then there's a meeting in the basement of Alcoholics Anonymous. When some people's laid upstairs at the church girls, all the rest of the people go, oh, isn't that a shame that they couldn't make it in time? I'm so much better than they are that I was able to make it to church in time. And then the people in the basement of the Alcoholics Anonymous, no matter what time somebody shows up, they welcome them with, with love and with appreciation and with acceptance because they think that that person might've been struggling about coming to a meeting. And even though they're late, we're thrilled that they're there because we know that they came in, they, they, they maybe had a challenge to get there. And the fact that they were late, it didn't make any difference to us. We're just happy they showed up. Same, same instance, completely different reactions. Right, exactly. Thank you. Thank you so much for sharing with us, Phil. Thank you for sharing with us, Ms. Kiera. Before we, we have one more hand. Maurice had his hand up. So before we move to Mr. Maurice, is there anything you would like to say, Mr. Reverend Reginald? No, I'm just, I'm ready for everybody else. All right. So Mr. Maurice, the floor is yours. And after Maurice, Ms. Talisha, I saw you unmute your mic. So you'll go right after Mr. Maurice. Okay, sorry about that. Couldn't find no worries. Um, thank you for this topic. <clears throat> I have two that was I was juggling between picking, um, but I'm going to go with the one that I had um, at, came home from jail, 1997. Um, <clears throat> And I worked, I purchased my first piece of real estate, my first piece of property, and then I ended up going to go get real estate license because I, I was renting rooms out of it. I was single in the bathroom at that time, and I was renting rooms out of it. And I was afraid that there was rumors and a lot of myths. Are you going to get in trouble because you can't rent rooms out of the house? You know, it's only going to come get you. Long story short, I... um. Um, so I went and took the real estate course and I went to take the real estate course. This time I go past the test and I get to the, to the, to the, um, my past, uh, exam paper and I'm happy. And I get up to the front, get congratulated by the proctor, the proctor congratulate me. I go smiling. I go back to the real estate office. The broker greeted me jumped for joy and was happy and um, 
said congratulations and you know um come back in and we'll talk about what you know what's our next steps <clears throat> so then after that happened i go home not thinking of anything of it instead in two weeks with my license coming i get a letter that says sorry mr mr muhammad um congratulations on you passing your real estate exam however you checked off <laughs> the very first box that you had a felony and that was one of the um most uh, moments for me i think that was a joy stealer for me um our joy was taken but what the um how i got it back was after a moment of you know a day or two of just kind of contemplating and getting my thoughts together and gathering my composure and, and never with the doubt thought of quitting never with the thought of quitting it just was regrouping and what's my next move and what's the next step and what's in it and always looking for god's hand in it because his hand is always in something whether it's permitted or his active will his hand is in it and never knowing that going through that process that i would be able and be in a position to help others to be able to tell and share with them that no you can't they, they're technically legally there there is not you're not even allowed to if you follow the guidelines they're not even allowed to not give you your real estate license because it's like charging you twice you know if you don't so the good that came out of it is that now i can tell that story to someone else and help another person that may or may not know it not to mention that has that has enough strength and willing to go up against that battle because of of not feeling that um any kind of hope that that there, there would be any kind of a win so that's the that's the, the gift in it that's the diamond in amongst all of that and that's something that um that and that's how i got it back because if there's you know for me there's more and um more to it and on top of that there was one particular there's a panel of eight eight people per persons on the board on the real estate commission and anytime you get a chart uh you have to go before the board you know they bring you before the board and you have to present all these charges and everything that you have whatever your charges were all of that was therapeutic for me and it was as um as i look back you know 20 years later i have to say that that was part and that contributed to making sure that i would never go back to any of to deal with any of that because of going through that process but there was one particular gentleman that was there that happened to say to me and i think i said the story once before that he said to me that you know i don't believe you in so many words he told me i think you're full of full of it um because you don't really 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 need your real estate license to do i got letters from the mayor i got letters from police officers and just people in the community so to add insult to injury it was just one individual that you know poured it on a little bit more to make sure you know and it was that inspiration that inspired me to go back and get every single license that that commission could offer and that for me was satisfying and is satisfying that you know i was able i am able to hold every license that that real estate commission holds as a result of that so their broker's license their instructor's license their school director's license i'm able to have that in spite of 
you know, and that's how I got it back. But that was what I was sure. Thank you. Thank you very much for sharing with us, Maurice. Thank each and every one of you for sharing with us. It's happiness. Like, like, <laughs> like Reggie was saying, the moment you wake up, and you're like, man, today, today's my birthday. There's nothing going to get in my way. Nothing going to bother me. Nothing going to rub me hot. And then your phone rings or you get a knock at the door or you walk outside to see a dent in your car or you get a letter in the mail. So thank you all so much for sharing your experiences of well, my happiness is sucked away from ha by happiness leech. How do I get it back? So thank each and every one of you for sharing because we all have had those moments and had someone just come and take it away. So before, um, Miss Talisha, before you go, Reverend Regima, I saw you unmuted your mic. Oh, no, I'll just, just unmute it just in oh, case. Okay. Yeah, I need to piggyback. A, I ain't ready to piggyback right now. Taking a break. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Well, with that being said, Miss Talisha, the floor is yours. All right. We we see you unmuted, but we can't hear you yet. <laughs> I do want to say it is what. When I see you open that water and drink that water, that water makes me unhappy because that's not water. That is Alka-Seltzer. It makes me unhappy that every time you and my friend drinks it, y'all drink it like it just tastes so wonderful. And testing, I know deep testing. down inside. <laughs> We 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 hear you, Miss Alicia, and the water yeah, does. Please stop me. Just the water. Does please please stop me. Miss Alicia, we heard you. So if you want to unmute now, yes. we, we Sorry about that. I was trying to test it out. No worries. Go ahead. Okay. The floor is um. Okay. So I I wanted to say there was this recent time, actually, right before before Corona, after. Anywho, during this, that the beginning of the year, um, I didn't have a job. And then within about March, I ended up getting a job. Not gonna name the company. And I lasted for a month and got fired. And I was so devastated because I was just like, why? The reason they fired me was was so wrong. But I looked at it as, you know what, God blessed me with a job during this time where there's no one really getting jobs or losing their jobs. God blessed me to have a job. So I was working a job, ended up losing it within a month. Uh, they had somebody in HR from a whole different state that fired me, had no idea what the situation was, didn't know I was new, nothing. Um, don't want to make, don't want to go into details, but at that moment, I was just like, what is my purpose on earth? I keep trying and trying and I'm not getting anywhere. And so that day I cried the entire day. The next day I woke up 
and I had nothing but joy and blissfulness. And I have no idea where it came from. It was just like something good was about to happen to me. And I kept, I was like, well, how did I get from this to yesterday? I'm pouring my eyes out. Why am I happy? You know, why, why, why is there joy right now? And I just got outside, sat down and was thanking God that whatever it is, whatever this feeling you're putting inside of me, I thank you because I really need it. So long, uh, moving forward, the Corona came going through the, the corona thing or whatever, trying to figure out how I'm gonna make it with just me and my daughter um, and how things are gonna get paid. I'm a type of person that if things don't work out, I'm like, you know what, I'm done and I give up. You know how kids be like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm sorry, it's too funny. You know how kids when they try something and then they be like, they be so mad about it and they was like, I'm done. That's how the attitude I had. And, but this time I realized when I, I didn't have that same attitude. There was a different attitude. It was like, okay, we're gonna pick ourselves back up again. We're gonna try something new. And so this new opportunity passed me and now I am doing it not going to throw any plugs but what ended up happening was i went and told a friend right they said oh what you doing they told him i lost the job whatever and they was just like what go apply go apply for unemployment and um i got to tell them what i was doing and they was like oh yeah we did that and it was i said stop right there don't even finish your sentence. I said, I've been through enough. I said, whatever your experience was, it's not going to be my experience. And I've learned my, I've made it to the point where I'm not going to take nobody else's experience and make it mine because that's what they went through. And right now, this may be a new beginning for me, this, this mission I'm on, this new opportunity that I've taken, but I'm going in it full, all feet in all the way in the water and knowing that it's going to come out because right now I feel that God wouldn't have gave me that feeling that I had that something that everything's going to be okay and he wouldn't let this opportunity come by to me if it wasn't for me so just wanted to share that appreciate that thank you, thank you anytime, anytime you put feet in anytime you put feet <laughs> in you better expect a good happy outcome when you put your feet <laughs> And now, yes, definitely, definitely. And every I have been finding a lot of dimes lately, Miss Talisha. And every time I see one, I think about you. So I'm, I'm happy to hear everything is going very well. Thank you. I do want to uh, do one of two things. Two things I'm gonna uh, talk about with this happiness subject that we own. For one. Today is my oldest child's birthday. He's 19 years old today. Okay. Uh, I just remember last year, I wasn't home for his birthday. Now, y'all keep in mind that my son, he lives here in Galveston, but I don't see him often. I see him very scarcely. Uh, I'm happy that the fact that we know our relationship. 
Because if I did not keep the happiness inside of me, I will let that eat me up on the inside. Now, don't get me wrong. It took a lot of years of training to get to where I'm at today. Because that's my firstborn and that was my first son. So today, I couldn't even contact him. Uh, could not reach out to him. But I'm happy for the simple fact that I reached out to him. And that's why I know the growth is at in, in how to control my happiness and don't let my happiness exhaust me. Don't let it to where it just gets to the point of being very exhausted behind the fact that I can't reach out and verbally tell my son happy birthday. But on the inside is that I reached out to him and I know that I did. And I know the universe will return him to me because every day is going to be his birthday to me. So when I do see him, I'm just going to treat it just like it's his birthday. And the fact that I know and he know, and we both know that if he was seen by me, the love that he would receive anyway. So that's what keeps me happy again. Cause as long as I put that in my mind, my action will follow. And time really is just a word. So I know I'm going to run into him just for the simple fact that today is his birthday and I'm being happy about the situation. And the second thing that I'm happy about on his birthday is the fact that I do music, right? And I use a couple of websites to put the music out on. And me and this young lady from California, we did a song together, right? So I wake up this morning after doing my, y'all ready again? Today, it's going to be a great day. Today, it's going to be an awesome day. Today, I will be happy. Today, nobody will steal my happiness. Breathe in, happy. Breathe out, happiness. I did all that today. I hope y'all practicing this too, by the way. I did all that today and woke up to a text message saying, hey, I like your song and I played it on my radio station. Okay, let me tell you where this radio station was located. For one, it was located in a place I'd never been, which was called New Jersey. How did a Southern Island boy like myself from Galveston get a song played all the way in New Jersey that he handpicked from SoundCloud? He handpicked the song. Out of all the songs of songs of all songs, of songs that's out there from famous people of songs, of millions of songs that are in rotation of songs on radio stations, mine was played. So that happiness line right there says, you know what? Keep up your grind. Somebody's watching you. And the more, the more the story is, the more the story is, when you tell yourself that you're going to be happy, no matter what circumstance you're in, because it can't rain forever. And they say joy do come in the morning. We just heard joy come in the morning. You may endure pain right now, but joy will come in the morning. It will come in the morning. It will come whenever you tell it to come. You don't even have to wait to the morning. Whenever you tell happiness to come, it will come. Why? Because earlier today, I did a chapter from my book called Change Your Atmosphere. And in that change your atmosphere, I also stated that 
It's a mindset. So instead of dry saying things, how about you think it first? And when you think it, don't think in a negative way. Think of in a positive way. Everything that I'm speaking of is covering all three chapters of the book that we're talking about tonight. And to add it all into one big bowl of gumbo, that's what I like to call it. We eat that down here. To tell your mind that you're going to be happy and then actually do what you just told. When, 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 when it's programmed in your mind, you're going to do it. And when you know you're going to do it, you know it's going to be the leech that's going to come and try to take it from you just because you told, you told the universe, you told adversity, you told trial, you told storm. I know you now. This is, this is, where, this is where we can smile. This is where we can smile. This is where we can laugh. This is where the humor is at. When you can tell your storm, or you can tell that mountain, or you can tell that stumbling block, or you can tell that leech, or you can tell sorrow, or you can tell pain that, hey, I'm happy regardless. Your action will follow. It has no choice. It has no choice. It has no choice. Why? Because you created it with your thought. Yes, you're going to experience it. How else are we going to build up the happiness? We say the cliche that joy will come in the morning, but joy comes whenever that you claim it. Claim it right now while we're on this phone call. Claim joy right now. No matter what you're going through right now, no matter what you went through, no matter what you're getting ready to go to, because some of us, we just a door open away from a storm. We just a wake up away from a storm. We just a hang up off this phone call into a storm. What you going to do when the storm and the tribulation come for you? I thought I was going to sing the bad boy song. I know. I felt it. But you got to tell it. You got to tell. Look, you got to tell it. I'm, I'm talking to myself, really, because I got to tell myself. I got to keep reminding myself this because every step that I take, just like in that book that we just got to read before here, I got to claim happiness. I got to claim magic. I got to claim what I want. I can't just sit up there and sit in a puddle and get all muddy and dirty and, and, and woe is me and, and why is me. But yes, you. Somebody else, I'm not take the flow. Get it, get it. How you gonna preach like that, Reverend Reginald? And they say, take the floor, sir. Take the flow, cause somebody else got something to say. Somebody else got something to say. I feel it in my heart. My heart tingling. Got the little dust around it. Feel it there. I feel it. It's all over there. Please, but whoever again, and I always want to make sure that we reiterate this or say it every class. If you feel like, if you, if there is something that you're like, I just have to say this, say it. Um, you, you might can say, I have something to say. This isn't, this is Somebody ready to bust. <laughs> this is our platform for us and I'm saying our and us because I'm referring to every single one of you here this is our platform for us to be able to express how we are feeling what we're going through and to talk it out together so we can learn from each other 
we have to grow. We have, we, we have to let go. We have to release. So if there is something and there's nothing that you can say that's going to be wrong. There's nothing that you can say that's going to be wrong. So if that's your nervousness, it's okay. Be happy, unmute, and speak what's on your heart. Because I promise you, if it's on your heart, it's on somebody else's. So please, feel free. Unmute your mic and let's roll. I'll speak. Go ahead. You're talking about energy drainers and how to get your energy back, correct? Yes, sir. How to get your happiness back after someone has drained your happiness from you? I've found from experience that energy is the key to happiness, but it also lies within the beholder. So what other people say, think, or do to you is their business is really not yours. And it took me years to get to that point because a lot of my energy was coming from places where I should have had support. So I came up in a household where you know, the support wasn't there because they didn't really know how to support. And being on my own as a teenager, when you achieve certain things, you're supposed to have that support system that builds your confidence and that confidence allows you to grow and gives you that awareness and that courage to do different things, to jump out of your comfort zone. When you don't have that in your immediate uh, habitat or your immediate surroundings, you always become on the defense. I'm not going to do this because this person is going to say that. I'm not going to do this because that person is going to say that. When, when you have that foundation, you have the ability to take wings and fly and do whatever you want to do. It took me a while because I was substituting materialistic things for happiness, which aren't there. That's only a temporary feeling. It's like a high. I'm going to get this and that's going to make me happy. No. You have to be happy within yourself before anything material or anything outside can make you happy. So protecting your energy, they say change your environment or, or sit with winners, the conversation is a lot different. That just goes with people who have your best interest at heart, but you first have to have their best interest at heart. So if you go outside and, and, and somebody's draining, it could be some a real situation and people are draining your energy, you allow them to do that. You got to limit the time that you are around somebody with negative energy because it is contagious. You can kind of have a block to it and feel it out and that's what meditation and all that other things are for. But you, it's, it, it's within you. What other people say about you is their business, not yours. What other people feel about you is their business, not yours. So it took me a while to protect my energy. Like I don't let people or things deter what I set out to do. But it took me a while to get there. I mean, yes, especially now when we go through uh, pandemics and different things, eventually it wears you down. And you know, a little bit of a little bit of depression was set in, and different things were set in. Um, but I come home from humble, from humble beginnings, and I I use the the platform. You know, if you don't eat, you're gonna starve. So if you don't get it, somebody else is gonna get it. And if you don't build a system around it, you know, you're just gonna be back in the the the, the barrel with all the rest of the crabs. They ain't doing nothing. So within that, the energy, it really is not up to somebody draining and taking my energy and me getting the back. It's up to me having energy within myself and not caring about anybody or anything that's going to take me away from my true self. Because if you give people the power to, to, to it's almost like giving somebody the power to feed you. You give them the power to starve, to, to starve you too, right? 
you give somebody the power to make you happy, you give somebody the power to make you sad. Happiness comes from within. It doesn't come from without. You have to build yourself from the inside out. And any situation that you go apart or that you come into is not going to break you down. Oh, my business, my business deal went bad. Oh, oh, your family member doesn't support you. Or oh, this person trying to take me away from my kid. You deal with it accordingly. Of course, people are human and they got emotions, but it's not going to deter you from everything that's going on in your life, especially stuff that you have no control of. So that's how I deal with and, and continue to deal with energy. You wake up with good energy in the morning, you try to keep it. It's, it's, it's got to be done daily. It's like bathing. You got to you know, listen to motivational things, music, exercise, uh, you know, be around good, good spirit. Like these calls are, are, are perfect for, for draining and, and, and inspiring good energy and, and good creativeness. It really comes down to that. But if you're walking around with a ball of negativity, ball of, of negativity that's on the person they like they're walking around with a dark cloud that's on them only they can you know unlock the sunshine over the cloud on their head that's it nobody else can nobody else can alter you they say a weak man a strong man can't help a weak man can't until a weak man is a, a, a gonna wake up and start to help themselves so I don't worry about petty things or, or what petty little things as far as anything you worry about what my goal is for the day and i smile and look good accomplishing every day thank you very much mr justin thank you for sharing you actually pointed out a few things in there that antonio actually discusses in the book one of the greatest things that he um, mentioned in the book which i underlined because i had to remind myself is just had it and it's, it's literally just like one sentence and he basically says that you are responsible for your own happiness you you are responsible for your own happiness so when it comes to somebody draining your happiness you're responsible for saying you know what you sure all right like Talisha said earlier, no, no, don't even complete your sentence. We, we not even going that route. You waking up in the morning, controlling your, controlling your level of happiness, you taking a deep breath, breathing out. Today is going to be a good day. Universe, I desire a great day. And one of the greatest things that I really enjoy that Antonio said in here, he said, when it comes to your happiness, people who have true happiness bounce back from adversity faster than those who do not. And so he wrote this book to give us bounce back power. So Reverend Reginald Paul, pass it on back over to you. I have a, uh, I'm gonna talk about compassion fatigue and people helping <laughs> when you're in distress. Uh, I wanna know from the audience, is it a good thing to uh, get some happiness from somebody else when you need to borrow some? You know, you, you, know, you need to borrow a little happiness, but you wanna borrow it from, from 
your friend of yours, is that a good idea? Is that that's something that, that you know, you should lean towards, you know, you know that day where you, you run a loan happiness and you need to borrow it from somebody, you need to, you know, you call somebody, one of your closest friends or something, you know, you know, say, hey man, I need a little lift me up, man. So, you just go ahead and gas me up a little bit and give me that little boost. I wanna know from some people with the experience, uh, how do they deal with people, uh, you know, helping you in the time of you not being so happy? Floor is open. May okay, I I'll go. Oh, yeah, go ahead. Go, go right ahead. Go right ahead. Sorry about that. My phone fell. <laughs> I really, I really, all right, so, hey, everyone, this is Neuron. I really believe that, I really believe that happiness, we really decide what we wish to be happy on. I think even when someone else can, like, have the influence to make us happy, we still, I think it's still within us, like, for that happiness to come out. So I think a lot of, I see, because, and this can be, this, because this is like, it's, it's also a complicated thing to talk about, too, because some people might say they might not have happiness, or they might, they might, they might want happiness, but really, happiness is really in everyone. And I think if we just stop taking, especially with a lot of other people, if we like, if we just stop saying like we want happiness or because everyone's born with happiness, there's no human being born without happiness. How could you live life without it? There are things in our lives that just have that impact tied to our happiness. So when we say we want happiness, it's like we're neglecting what's already within us. So you're already pushing yourself down even more because you're neglecting the happiness that's already within you. When you want, you coming out of a, you're coming out of a place of lack. I think if we change it up and say, I want to strengthen my happiness, like I want to improve the things around me so that I don't deteriorate my happiness or so that I can put more into happiness so instead of just saying like instead of just saying like because i think if we're looking if we're looking for people to make us happy then we will always be chasing things outside of us instead of having that intrinsic happiness which starts from within and then as we see from other things in the world we won't have to rely too much because if we're constantly looking for happiness then we're constantly neglect we we don't put a much of a focus on the happiness that's already within us everyone got it it's just that can we strengthen it within us how do we build it up within us and we got to look at those things that is tied to our childhood that makes us happy what are the things that tied to your childhood what are the things that you felt like you were you and that's helping people. That's where that's what I believe where is happiness. You you can look for happiness out of other people, but the permanent happiness, forever happiness, is in you. It's within you, yeah. You're probably the youngest one on the call. Mm -hmm. I'm the oldest one on the call. 
I'd like to challenge you to look at it. Joy is what you have inside of you that you're born with, that you have, that you come naturally. Happiness is a choice, but it's a choice of you and your circumstances. So I would challenge you to use the word joy like you were using the word happiness and then realize that happiness is a reaction to your situation where joy is a constant. Does mm. that make sense? Yeah. Just labeling the things a little differently. So, so there's a difference. So that's, so there, is there like a difference between joy and happiness then? I believe so. Joy is the constant. Joy is the thing that we all have. Joy is that we're all part of one. Joy is a, the understanding of abundance. Where happiness is a result of how you choose to react to the situation you're in. Okay. Okay. That makes sense? Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. So like it's just the state of what you're reacting to is happiness and joy is like the constant emotion that can like motivate you. Exactly. Depending on your circumstances though, that's where like the state of happiness comes in. I see. Exactly. Okay. I just turned or you were using the word happiness before. Just use yeah. the word joy. We're just, we're just labeling it. We're labeling it differently. Okay, I see. Thank you. Got it? Yeah. Welcome. Thank you for being here. Yes, definitely. Thank you, John. And thank you, Mr. Phil. Thank you very much. Um, it, it, it took me until Antonio to know the difference between joy and happiness. It, and... We have a choice to choose happiness, but that joy, like you were saying earlier, that joy is what stirs within. Like, like Talisha was saying how the day before she was bawling her eyes out, completely distraught, broken, and the next day she woke up in pure joy. That's that, that's that deep within you. It, it's, yeah, it, it took me a moment. It took me a moment to understand the difference between joy and happiness. But we have a, we have a choice. We have a choice to be so happy and so grateful. We really do. And I just, to, and I wanted to answer your question, Reverend Reginald compassion fatigue how do you what do you do when you get to that point where you just have no more as grace's small group says you reach out you check on your strong friends because the strong the, the ones who always appear strong are the ones you have to check on they're the ones that you have to reach out and say hey how are you today hey are you okay because they're the ones that are always pouring out. They're the ones who are always, they're the, they're the go-to person. Me, I, I, I'm no longer the go-to person because I've changed my circle. I've changed my circle of friends. And the people that I'm around are stronger than me. Until they actually tell me, hey, look, I'm empty today. 
And the moment I hear I'm empty today, I'm like, okay, so what do you need me to do? But when you get to that point, when you get to that compassion fatigue, when you just, you're just like, I just don't want to care today. <laughs> I don't want to be bothered. I don't want to care. Don't call me. Don't text me. Don't knock on my door. <laughs> I don't feel like being bothered. That's when you know it's time for you to pour into yourself. When I get to that point, I now know, because it took me a while to understand, I now know hey, Antonio, I'm low on energy today. I, I need to pour. And he always tell me, pour into yourself. Because he can tell when I haven't poured into myself. When you get to that, and what we mean by pouring to yourself, read a book, listen to something. Take time for you, read a book, listen to something that pours back into source you, that pours back into your spirit. Whatever it is, pour back into you because if you get to a point where you have compassion fatigue, it's because you have poured out so much of yourself to somebody else. You have helped this person over here. You poured out to that person, poured out to this person, and you poured out more than you had in you. And now it's time for you. When they say it's okay to be selfish and take care of you because you can't take care of anybody else if you don't take care of yourself, that is true. You cannot pour in you cannot pour into somebody else's happiness when you're when you're half full of your own. You cannot pour into somebody else's life when you have nothing left to give. And when you get to that point, you get to a point where you don't want to talk to anybody. You don't want to look at anybody. You you get tired easily. You everything agitates you. Somebody can sneeze the wrong way and you're ready to go off. Somebody can look at you the wrong way and you're ready to go off. Somebody can call you and the sight of their name, you're like, oh, that's when you know. You have reached a point where you have to start taking care of yourself and pouring into yourself. Antonio tells me all the time, I know when you poured into yourself and I can tell. He told me, he told me, what was that? Either today or yesterday, he said, I can tell the last couple of days you've been pouring into yourself. Why? Because I'm able to pour out. I'm able to... I'm able to stay tapped into source me. I'm able to, I'm able to actually help somebody else. When you get to a point where you have compassion fatigue, you need to literally step away, put your phone to the side and just take a moment to meditate, read. Did we lose her? Yeah, I, I think earlier she's been having some internet yeah, issues. Yeah, me, and I me think too. I, I had to cut off my Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead, sir. But, but uh, look, look, look. See, now, now I knew, I knew the time was coming, and and I knew the wind was gonna blow in the direction that I I wanted it to go because when when you let's say you poured out all you can pour. Let's let's say you the one that that you, you're the one you're the giver you're the you're the one that always is there for everybody else. Uh, dealing with me, I know me. I had to tell this to my counselor, and I was in a 
I, I was in uh, rehab and I had to tell my counselor, I say, look, my counselor did not believe me because she was like, what makes you happy? What makes you tick? What makes you go? I say, to see joy on somebody else's face, to make sure that they have it. You know, she was thinking that I was hiding something like, I, like when, when she meant like hiding something, like I, I didn't have, I, I didn't, I wasn't honest, I wasn't true about what I'm, what I'm going through. Like, why would I worry about, why would I waste time worrying about a problem or worrying about something negative when if, if I want to be poured into, you know what I mean? Like if, 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 if I'm looking for it, how about you give it? I'm talking about the more you give it, think about it. Okay. On a daily basis, I, I, I go to my, of course, I go to my sis house and I tell her, I tell her every time I say, just the thought of walking through the door and just sitting down right there is, is joy. You know what I'm saying? That, that's joy because I know, I, and I literally know, I'm supposed to make her laugh. Like, my number one job is when I walk through that door to make sure she gets a laugh because I know that laugh is good for her because I don't know what she, I don't know, I, I, I didn't sleep over there. I don't know what she even went through. I don't know what happened. I, I don't know. And when we sit down and we talk and we discuss, you know, you can see, look, man, you can see the phone call. You can see the text. You can see life happening. And you can see the smile turn into a straight face. You can see a smile turn into a face of uh, 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 expression that is not kind, that is not happy. You know, because happy only lasts for a second anyway. Being happy only lasts for a few seconds. That's pleasure. You won't enjoy it because it lasts forever. You won't enjoy it because it lasts forever. So if you constantly give something that <laughs> who if you constantly give something that lasts forever, you will have it forever. Let me say this again. If you constantly give something that lasts forever, you will always have it forever. You will never lose it. You have to say that to yourself. You will never lose it. If you're looking to give somebody happiness or you're looking for somebody to give you happiness, I'm telling you that's only going to last for a little bit. If you want your mate, you want your close person to make you happy, that's only going to last about 30 minutes, 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 5 minutes, however long the duration, duration is of your happiness. That's how long it's going to be. Point blank period. But I guarantee if you're looking for that joy, see, the happiness is going to get to where you get to that exhaustion is what we're talking about in the book. Joy won't get you tired because it lasts forever. Joy will last forever. See, you get, you get exhausted when you try to, <laughs> here it comes, it's grace, here it comes. You're going to get tired when you're trying to make somebody happy. You're going to get tired when you're trying to make somebody happy because guess what? You got to keep doing stuff to make them happy. But if they find joy, you can't make nobody happy if they don't have no joy. How are you going to make yourself happy if you don't have no joy? How are you going to make yourself happy if you have no joy? Where do you have to get joy from? Well, well Rich, you, you, you said some good stuff, but where do I get joy from? Take a look at yourself. Count up all your losses. Count up all your wins. Just count up every single thing you can count up and ask yourself, are you still breathing? There's no more crap. I don't even want to have to go down a list, but just ask yourself, are you still breathing? Because if you're still breathing, you still have a chance to bring somebody joy. 
You still have a chance to give somebody something that's everlasting. That's how you keep yourself refueled. That's what I was trying to see. How do you keep yourself refueled? Because if you give somebody something that only lasts for a few seconds, you might as well say that you have an addiction. Some people are addicted to happiness. Then you can get strung out. So when you get strung out, then you're dependent on it. You're dependent on it. Now, when you're dependent on it, that means you'll do any and everything to get it. So when you find yourself doing anything to get some happiness, AKA, because you know, some of us, we turn to social media and we're trying to, that, that, that old like button, you know, that like button gives people happiness. You understand what I'm saying? That heart gives people happiness. No, I'm serious. That only lasts for a second because then you got to come up with another post. You got to come up with another post and then you got to top another post. And then you read other people's posts and then you get, you know what I'm saying? Like this is just a constant when you just need to start with yourself and just, you know what, you just need to, you know what. Uh, if you want to call it pouring into somebody, call it pouring into somebody. But if you call it what it is, I want to give somebody something that lasts forever. What that means is, guess what? When I go to my sister's house, when she knows I'm coming, she knows that I know my brother fits to lift me up no matter what. I know he fits to lift me up. That is the greatest feeling that you possibly can have. Because guess what you can do? When you know you're getting ready to go there, you can. And guess what? That person, that big ball, that bricks, that, that big sis, when they are, when they full of joy like that, they gonna sense it and they gonna beat you to the punch. That's when you know you got joy. That's when you know it's there. Quit wasting energy trying to find happiness or trying to give happiness because it's only a second. You get exhausted. That's why he put it in the book about being exhausted so happy, so grateful. And then he got a section where it says being exhausted. Think about it. Think about it. I'm so tired. I pour out to everybody. I pour it out to everybody. Yeah, you better be tired. But if you just joyful all around, yes, you can. Even when it's, it, yes, you can. Yes, you can. Yes. I, I, I like when, when I know I, you know what? Let me go around my sister's house. Let me, it's time to go. It's time to go. Why would I sit there and dwell and try to... I know, come on, man. Sometimes I... I it frustrated me when, it, when a lot of counselors, every, even when it was inpatient and outpatient, I always had the counselor, you know, because the counselor was above me. I'm, I'm the one that's in. The counselor's out. And, and, and to tell me that I shouldn't do that, that I need to, I need to, and I'm telling them, I say, do you know where I get my energy from? Do you know where I get my joy from? Making sure that that next person has it. Because I want to be around it. Here you go. I want to be around it. I want to be not around it. I don't get no energy from that. I want to be around it. Okay, look, I ain't feeling so good. Let me make somebody else feel good. Then the moment I see him feel good, it'll jump back to me. And then if there's some other people around, somebody's going to be like, you know what? I want some of that too. Give me some of that. And they're going to sit around. And then the next thing you know, you're just going to pick up a big old circle of nothing but positive energy. Nothing but joy. 
So the question that I asked again was, when you need to get that and you're running low, is it important that you give? Is it important that you give the happiness, that you give the joy, that you, because when you're feeling low, you got to think about it. You see, you're out of there, you know. Can't look at it as if you just pouring out all your whole self and you just ain't left nothing for yourself. I, I done gave all I can give. No, you didn't. I want you to dig deep. Don't, don't we say that all the time? Dig deep, huh? Well, keep digging deep. No, for real, man. Get in there. This call right now just brought everybody some joy. Because you can believe in yourself. That's where it starts from, yourself. When she said, uh, Tony knows when I pour into myself, you don't even have to, you don't even have to speak. It's, it's a mindset. Come on now. It's a mindset. It's all a mindset. Jedi mind trick. James, what's up, James? Well, I ain't heard from you in months of Sunday, James. Let me hear your voice, James. Come on, let me say something to me, James. Hello? What's Come up? down, Selector. What's up, Reginald? <laughs> How you doing, man? Man, hey, I'm, hey, hey, hey. If you just gave hey, it to you. me now. To hear yeah, your voice, you just you. gave it to me. It's that joy. I'm I'm over here soaking it up, man. Yes. But, all right, since I'm on the mic and I'm talking, what I, what I would say is um, joy is something that like all right you know how they say we came into the world let me show my face <clears throat> okay so you know how they what's up everybody <laughs> what's up man <laughs> so like whenever um whenever you have joy they say we come into the world with nothing the one thing that we do come into the world that we are wrapped around we have physical bodies to wrap up this this intangible thing called joy to be in this physical world, we have to protect our joy with our body. That's why we have to take care of ourselves like a plant and we grow, we photosynthesize, but in a way where our, it starts from the inside too. Like everything is, is starts from the invisible, nothing to something, making something out of nothing, which is still something, which is the joy. Like I, I if I could have it my way, <clears throat> the way we were taught science, you break down <clears throat> elements and then you get down to like atoms and stuff. I think the the pure essence to all of the, the elements that have life would be joy, would be like the key ingredient to life. Because without the joy, I mean, we all live life. <laughs> if you just live in life and you don't got joy, I mean, how fun is that? Not only how fun is that, you guys know how <clears throat> rough that can be. I'm 27 and I, I lived a lot of my 27 years being like in joy and also I know like those moments where I, I knew I wasn't like allowing the joy to like flow through. Kind of like the chakra talk I heard earlier. <clears throat> we have seven vortexes. Those vortexes are like energy or um, energy cycles in the human body, which consists around, I would, I'm going to keep it on that same topic of joy because in each different plateau, there comes a joy. The root chakra would be like the lowest plane, the color red, if you look at the list, that's like your foundation <clears throat> to get that, that 
foundation going, you find your joy and it shoots you up to the next chakra, which is like the sacral chakra personality. Then it shoots you up to the next one. Like after you find your foundation, you find your personality, you find your your passion, which is yellow, like being fearless or dealing with fear. You you can deal with that. Once you deal with the fear, overcome the fear, you go to the next level, which would be the heart chakra. The heart chakra, it, you know, of course, we're all human, so express your heart. That's that's what that chakra is all about, expressing your heart. The energy, the, when your joy is low, you need more joy in that chakra so you can have the energy to share it or radiate it out to other people around you, other human beings with their vortex. <clears throat> a vortex is of energy. Uh, the last part, too, not even last, we have a few more. It's going to be the um, <clears throat> throat chakra. The throat is like your ability to speak. This is kind of cool because now I'm realizing all these chakras tie into like, like the whole ATS business, everything we teach. But um, the throat chakra is your communication skills, your, you know, your talents such as singing and vocals. Then you have your pineal gland. The third eyebrow, as they call it, that one's like insight the mind's eye, your ability to make decisions, see before, ahead of, like all the deja vu, all the, that's like probably one of my favorite ones to talk about. Uh, the last one would be the crown chakra. <clears throat> the crown chakra is outside of the head. It's like about right here, kind of like the halo. And that's basically like your unity, your ability to connect with people, the universe, with all things, everything that's like, a, like if humans had antennas, we all have an antenna like right here, a vortex of energy that shows basically, you know, <clears throat> wherever your, your, your chakra here is, your level, that like determines the whole body's vibration on joy, like that light. And plus, you know, if you ever walk in a room and you see someone's like, oh man, you're glowing, it's kind of like that kind of joy. Like it, it shows, like you can't hide it. That's my two cents on joy on this topic that I'm enjoying tonight. Thank you. Thank you for yes, spreading sir. that. That is well appreciated. Thank you very much. Good to see you too. It is good to see you. <laughs> yes, sir. Anybody else has something to say? Who's on the mic? With Nikki Hatter and Jay. Remember that, Grace? <laughs> huh? You remember that? Deanna, y'all remember that? 97? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I remember. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. Bring y'all back a little bit. Who's on the mic? Who's on the mic? That's it. So, I, ultimately, you are responsible for your happiness. You, you're responsible for your joy. Just be happy and let your gratefulness flow into that. It's on you, baby. That's what they, that's what that, that rapper said. Got all this happiness on me. <laughs> it's on me, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know, you got to get it in sometimes. Another, I'm, you know what? I also, I have to state this for the record. 
I'm pretty sure he's going to appreciate what I'm going to say. But you know, another time where I feel really, really full of that good happiness and joy, because I know it lasts for a second, because sometimes he takes it back from me. But it's been a moment, and I've been riding this wave. This goes to Deanna, too, because I have to go against two people, y'all. I, I want everybody to understand what I'm getting ready to talk about. It's still on the subject. Don't get it twisted. I experience happiness when I beat my CEO, Antonio T. Smith, in 2K20. Boy, I'm talking about that feeling last. I'm, I'm talking about it feels so good to look at his face because y'all know he's a competitor. Y'all know he competes to the highest level. But when you see him in defeat, when that buzzer go off in the fourth quarter, do you know what I got to go through, too? I got to go through cheerleading. I got to go with, do you go ahead, get, beat him by 70. Beat him by, and to see both of their face when I am victorious and I do my happiness. Look, I got a happiness dance. I'm not going to do it on film because I don't think y'all ready, but I got a happiness dance. And I just want to let y'all know and him, since he's listening, that that is a very happy, he should have put that in his book. <laughs> He should have put that in his book, how happy I look when I defeat him. Yes, it, it feels good. I just wanted to say that. I had just been wanting to say that this whole call when I read the book. I just, I'm so thankful. <laughs> so thankful, yes. He did beat me one time, and then I, that's when I went to the hospital and found out I had diabetes. But ever since then, I've gotten it together. So... I just gave him a little shout out right now. You did, but you know, that was all in the past. I'm still victorious right now. And I'm happy right now. Look at my face. This is the face of everybody. Look at my face. This is the face of happiness. Yes. All these lovely faces on here look so happy. All this excitement. You see how y'all laugh? That's what I'm talking about. That's what I like. That, that's what gets me going, right? That's what keeps me doing what I do. And I can't stop. Won't stop. Take that. <laughs> Take that. Yeah. Yes. Y'all having fun tonight. I just, I hope y'all having fun tonight. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. But it's it's okay, you know. <laughs> I'm about to start practicing. Yeah, I won't end on this too. <laughs> and you know what I realized, Reverend Reginald? What you realize? You have to have the right people around you. You have to have people around you who are going to share in your happiness. Yeah. Because when you have a group of people who share in happiness, you have the constant smiles. You have the constant laughs. You have the constant jokes. You always have an atmosphere of peace because you know that you can go to that place and you'll be okay. Like we were talking about earlier, inner, your, your, your happiness leeches. And how do you get your happiness back? You know, sometimes it takes a person to come to you and say, okay, look, now you know. Come on now. Let's 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 go over here. Let's go get some chocolate cake and ice cream. <laughs> let's go get some brownies with some vanilla bean ice cream and some chocolate syrup. You know, 
Let's go get some sugar cookies just this one time. Just don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody. Don't tell nobody, you know. I I tell my sister them for my kids. (laughs) Wait, but I had a question. When you say sugar cookies, are you talking about the the sugar cookies at Walmart, the big ones with the thick layer icing on top and it's all nice and soft? Oh, no, I can't. uh -uh. Mm -mm. Uh-uh. My blood sugar just went up when you said it. I get the little small one, the little, the little small ones. Oh, well, like little you try to put them up in the cabinet, and behind, the, yeah, and behind the chili, and you just wake mm-hmm. up out of mid sleep to go get you six more because you're like after this I ain't gonna eat no more. If you go thirty eat- minutes later, you back up in the cabinet. <laughs> you back in the cabinet. I'm just gonna get four more. Gonna get four more. Then you get a kid. So here y'all get some. Okay, gotcha. Then you try to look, okay. you try to share to the kids. Yeah, yeah. The little ones. I just, I just, I just had to ask. The little ones, the little ones are worse than the big ones, because at least you can pace yourself with the big ones. The little ones, you pop them and you next thing you yeah. know they're gone. Yeah, you try to lie to yourself, like I do. I'm only gonna eat six. Exactly. Whole tub. Exactly. Gone. Whole tub. <laughs> but this, this is an example of your the people you talk to, your environment, you. You are responsible. Zebra cakes. Okay, look, don't start with the zebra cakes. You are. <laughs> you little are Debbie responsible. Happiness. Man, little Debbie makes everybody happy. You yeah. are responsible for your happiness, which also means you're responsible for the people you allow into your life. You're responsible for the people you allow in your life to drain your happiness and joy, your happiness, or you're responsible for those that you allow within your vortex that bring only happiness. I I have learned when I walk, when if I drive by a location and I can feel the energy coming off, I'm not going in. I'm not going in. Because you get to you get to a certain point where you can point, where you can feel the energy coming off of buildings. You can feel the energy coming off of people. And I just won't go in. Or if or if I'm in a room and I feel a certain type of energy come off to a person, I I know I know not to go over down that person or even when someone opens their mouth and starts talking you can feel the energy off of a text message before you can even check it before you even check it <laughs> you can you can see the person's name and feel the energy coming off that text and you already know yeah i'm not gonna touch that one i have done it grace has seen me do it grace has seen me complete delete complete text messages and not even read them is it, is, be- it the, is it from the is it from the because this a whole other is it from the person's name or did you feel the emotion through the text message? You can feel, you can feel somebody's negativity through a text message. And it's your choice if you are going to allow that message to interfere with your happiness or if you're going to leave that message where it is. Antonio teaches us that you can be invited to an argument, but you don't have to attend. It's the same way with a text message. It's the same way with a text message. Somebody can send you a text message inviting you to an argument. You could feel 
that argument coming off that text message and decide. Okay, if arg argument wise. Okay, okay, I was just talking about like. <laughs> all right, the, you, the spouse, the, the friend and the spouse, <laughs> and I put hello. You like so? Why you got an attitude? I just try to tell them, I don't. I don't have an attitude, but I, I see. I I see where you're going. Okay, I can ride that way. That's a whole nother conversation, though, about the text message thing. Because I, how did you determine that I had an attitude? And all I said was okay. Well, see, that's just it. When when they and when they respond, you can you can before you even before you even answer, it's it's something. Like, I used to didn't understand it before, and Antonio. We used to see Antonio look look at his phone and just put it to the side. And we look at him like, what was that? And he'll say, yeah, the energy coming off of that, I'm not even going to look at it. And I did, I never understood. But now, I, I, I get it now. You can literally, you can feel somebody trying to suck your happiness out of you through a text message, through a tone in a voice. If you go to someone and you say, hey, and they're like, what's up? Oh no, I know. I'm gonna go this way and leave you way over there. Because today we're not doing it today. Like to, like Talisha said, you're not. I, mm -mm, don't even complete that. Don't even complete that sentence. Ladies and gentlemen, we are responsible for our own happiness, which means I have the right to tell you not today. I have the right to tell you that's okay. You can stay over, you can stay way over there. I have the right to protect my happiness from you. Because I already know by the energy coming off of you that you're about to suck. You you are about to suck my energy out of me. You're about to ask me to pour into you, and all I'm doing is pouring into a, a styrofoam cup with a hole in it. And I'm not doing it today. I'm responsible for my happiness, which means every decision I make is my decision to make because I'm making it based on my happiness. Every conversation I have is a conversation that I decide to have because I'm choosing my own happiness. Earlier when we talked about we are taught as children to fear happiness, that's because we're also taught do as I say. And because we're taught do as I say, we don't do what makes us happy. We do what other people, what we do, what other people say is happy. And that's the other thing that Antonio mentioned in the book. Can nobody dictate my happiness to me? So if I allow you into my vortex to disrupt my happiness, I'm allowing you to dictate my happiness to me. And, you, and I have every right to tell you, yeah, no, not today. No, thank you. We are responsible, we, us, our individual selves, we are responsible for our own happiness, our own joy. No one else can dictate to us our definition of happiness. Grace's definition of happiness is different from Reggie's, is different from Jerron's, is different from Maurice's, Talisha's, Antonio's, Tempe's, Phil's, Susan, mine. All of our definitions of happiness are different. 
So I, how dare you allow somebody else to dictate what happiness is for you? That's your happiness. Your only responsibility in life is to be happy. You control it. And there's a lot more that he says in the first three chapters. Uh, Laszlo's, what is it called? It's, it's so much. But once you understand, you're able to take back and control of your happiness. Once you, once you are at the point where you're like, you know what? Your model doesn't work for my happiness. Your definition of happiness is not my definition of happiness. And you're going to get the happiness leeches because they have decided that somebody else's model was going to be for them. So they're going to put a model on you. And when you decide, no, that's not my model for happiness, you're going to get the happiness leeches. You're going to get the people who are going to destroy the happiness of presenting a new home to your children. You're going to get the people that are going to destroy the happiness of purchasing a new purchasing a new car you're going to get the people that are going to destroy the happiness of you doing better than them because you decide to choose your model of happiness instead of somebody else's one of the greatest things he i promise you one of the greatest things antonio said in here for me was your happiness has always been your primary responsibility in life. We're not taught that. We're taught our happiness is supposed to be to serve others and make them happy. Do what they say and make them happy. If I wanna jump out of a plane and that makes me happy and you're like, no, you shouldn't do it, I shouldn't listen to you because my happiness is my sole responsibility. Just because it doesn't make you happy does not mean it does not make me happy. If I want to deep sea dive with some with some sharks, I'm not saying that's something I will do. I'm just saying I'm using it as an example. Because that is not my environment. I'm just saying. <laughs> but if that's what makes me happy, if I want to eat a seven layer chocolate cake, some red lobster put a strawberry on top and some whipped cream on the side and ice cream. That's my definition of happiness, not yours. Although I would not recommend that to anybody because I have done that before and you get a sugar rush out of this world and then you crash. Don't do it to yourself. Don't do it. Don't do it to yourself. But your responsibility, your happiness is your sole responsibility in this life. If that is choosing a different model, if that is if that is going left when everybody else is going right, if that means telling somebody, look, not today, that's your responsibility. I went on a slight rampage, loving Reginald, my apologies, the floor is yours. Oh, I don't even apologize. It's too late to apologize. <laughs> I can't hit that note. I sure can't. It's too late. Too late. That's right. That's right. You know, when you get in that rhythm, you might as well just go ahead and just keep, just drive the car all the way to the destination. It does not make no sense because you got plenty of gas. You might as well just drive it all the way home. 
don't stop before yes, our sir. two two neighborhoods before we get to the destination. Don't drive us home. You understand what I'm saying? But since since you did yes, stop sir. and 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 you wanted to take a you you know what you had to go take a break. I understand. I get it. So real quick, real fast. Back to what I was describing earlier about being exhausted. Look, as a basketball player, when you get tired, you make some real unsmart decisions. Okay. That's why they have like 13 people on a team. So therefore, like if any of the five guys that started on the floor gets a little tired, hey, we got somebody that plays your position that's going to come in and give you a breather because I know – once you get a little tired, you start, you know, making a couple of mistakes due to fatigue. Same thing happens. Same thing happens when you in pursuit of happiness. If you're in a pursuit of happiness or you're giving happiness, you, when you get tired, again, you know, this phone call, it was a lot of what you can do, what you should not do, and it's a lot of you have the power and it's a lot of that's your happiness that's not you don't take notes from somebody else's happiness what you do to gain that or to give it you find it and that's what you use but whatever you do stay away from getting tired of doing both is the point stay away from getting tired from receiving happiness or giving happiness. Stay away from getting tired because then you'll start making mistakes. Mistakes that you will have to come back and you would have to probably try to, you know, you try to clean it up or regrets or anything of that message and so on and so forth. You cannot do your best work when you are tired. Okay, I just wanted to put that at the end of the destination. If anybody has anything to say, please say so now. And if not, we understand. And therefore we can uh we can get out of here. The doors of the conversation are now open. <laughs> if anybody want to get a life to happiness, come through these doors now. Don't be afraid. Don't worry about what somebody gonna say to you. Don't worry about what somebody gonna think. Come down. If it's been weighing on your heart, if it's good day, good day, y'all have a good day. If it's been weighing on your heart, if it's if it's if this message was for you, if 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 we was talking directly to your heart, come down now and come get your happiness. We would gladly like to give it to everybody. Just come. On. Ah. All right. Everybody received that. Deanna, take us home. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Kiara. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is a place uh, this is a place for us to be happy, comfortable, relaxed. Speak speak your heart, speak your mind. Because honestly, everyone, it's just we are responsible. It's when I first, <clears throat> when I first, when I did the first le integrity leadership class and Antonio and Timbers were teaching, 
I I look I used to look at Antonio like, uh, sir, what are we doing? I didn't I this is not what I asked for. I, I just want to learn business. I don't need to cook, I don't need to to I don't need help with leadership. And I realized that through this process, through the leadership class, I really needed the help because I was not happy. I was not happy and it showed through in my entire life, not just business, but it showed through with my son, it showed through in any relationships I had from it showed through with my parents, my brother, cousins, uncles, aunts. There's a whole side of my family that when we're at get-togethers, I feel like the odd man out because I literally detached myself from an, an entire side of my family and I have no who, no clue who they are. But till this day, everybody talks to each other every single day and I'm over here like, okay cool but I found a place a place that I can be able to open up speak what's on my mind without feeling judged let go of whatever it is I was holding on to and just be able to be free so I can grow so we always want to thank each and every one of you for joining us Jerron, thank you. LaVon, thank you. Miss Carol, Miss Penny, James, Kiara, Bossman, and for all those who had to go, we want to thank each and every one of you because we, we understand we've been there. We've been there. So thank each and every one of you for joining us. Have an amazing night. Happy late Mother's Day to those who are mothers. And we'll see you next Thursday.